Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pro Tri News. We are back with a fun-filled race weekend uh, from 70.3 Worlds. Uh, we also had a slight interview with Gustav Eden and Christian Blumenfeld. Uh, also, recap the Super League race as well as WTCS Hamburg. So, um, introductions. I'm Kyle Glass, your host, uh, alongside. Mr. Mark Matthews. Mark, coming to us live from Sweden. Yeah, Sweden this time. You can just call me Mr. Worldwide if you like. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Pitbull Bi- would uh, have something to say if we started calling you that. Okay, we don't need Pro Try News to get a cease and desist, you know? <laughs> yeah, we've got enough uh, publicity issues as it is without uh, Pitbull on our face, eh? That's right. That's right. Also, we have uh, Pat Lemieux. Pat, did uh, we have any rumors or gossips over the last weekend in the Boulder bubble? Oh, I mean, too many to share. Really, too many to share. I think uh, I'm. I think it just needs to be noted that obviously the the impromptu podcast that Talbot organized with the uh, Norwegian contingency has done very well, and that's uh, taken that's taken the new lead. Uh, as as our number one podcast ever, so unfortunately, Pat, it doesn't Pat. bode well for the four of us. But you know, I think facts are facts. I think Pat, we you must can be conclude. We can conclude it's all because of Talbot, though. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what that's what scares me. That's what scares me. So is he doesn't need us. That's right. That's right. As he just went uh, off, he went off book, low production, and and got the number one pod. Uh, in our history so we've got some work to do this week i like the way you say low production pat as opposed to the rest of the shows we do when it's it's really high production value absolutely Um, yeah good yeah uh speaking of high production value chelsea burns uh second place again at the ncaa scrimmage do you want me to call it a scrimmage what do you want me to call it the duel in the desert the duel in the desert that's the official name Yes. Wow, so everyone was traveling this last weekend. Yeah. 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 Except you, Kyle. So can Except I Except for me. Can I just share a really cool thing that I saw as kind of like a lifetime I don't know what I would call it's not an achievement, but something that I'm really happy that I saw this weekend. Yes, um, tell us what what did you do, Pat? I went to West Virginia for a mountain bike race and I mean really for after you leave Dulles you get off the highway and you've got three hours of no cell service. <laughs> There's a giant satellite out there that they kill all the cell service for, and it's solely used to pick up extraterrestrial activity. And I got to see that satellite. Um, quite magnificent and, and quite, a, quite a cool experience. So uh, that, that was my time in West Virginia. Did you see any aliens while you were there? No, 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 no. They're not looking. They're just, they're just listening for them. They're just listening for them. How much data do they get on alien noise? I don't know. I haven't gone deep enough into Wikipedia, but it was pointed out to me what we were, what we were looking at, and why we had no cell service. Trippy. I know yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, should we go? Let's do Super League Jersey first. You guys ready to hop in? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the race. Chelsea did her research this weekend, uh, but I'll give us a little, a big, wide range view of it. Uh, the men's race, Alex E won in a sprint finish against Jonathan Brownlee, and third place was Hayden Wild for the men. For the women, we had Jess Learmonth winning again 
uh, followed by Georgia Taylor Brown and Cassandra Bogrand. Um, there was something that happened with Georgia Taylor Brown. Chelsea, you want to hit on it uh, about like a DQ or something? Yeah, I think that was probably the biggest drama of the race. What happened was her and Jess wrote, so it was the format was uh, the enduro, enduro right? right? So it was three triathlons in a row, no stopping. And it was actually last week, I don't think I gave enough um, love to Super League. And it, it is fun to watch. And I, I apologize for kind of insulting it as a boring thing, but I did do my research. I watched entirety of both races and I saw um Jess and Georgia were kind of off the front and there was an opportunity to earn two short shoots this time Jess obviously earned the first one out of the swim and then the second one was to be earned on the bike and I think there was confusion that Georgia thought because Jess already had a short shoot that she earned the second one so then when they got to the final run Georgia was a pretty clearly in second place, took the short shoot, even though she hadn't technically earned it. It was, I mean, she went back and re-ran the whole section, so she basically made up the distance that she would have cut off, but still at the finish line, they told her she was disqualified. Then Jess gave this very great interview that was like, this was ridiculous, Georgia shouldn't have been disqualified, so then they undisqualified her. So that's wow. what happened. Which sportsmanship at its finest. I mean, it is great sportsmanship, but it's also, I mean, she cut the course in a race. Yeah, I mean, it is confusing. Think think about this, though. So in the middle of your race, you're getting this advantage and you're relying on people to relay that information to you while you're at 100 and whatever beats per minute heart rate. Like, you're not thinking super coherently so it is a little bit confusing when you have to figure out whether or not you've earned something when maybe the rules i'm sure it was explained but maybe there was a situation where someone was confused um but yeah i mean i don't know what i think but she did i think win fair and square or got second place fair and square with the distance and yeah i think it would have been pretty It would have been a poor image if they did uphold the disqualification. What about uh, Vincent Louis? Um, We thought he had returned to form, uh, but it seems Alex, he is continuing to put on a clinic in short course races. So this was actually, I thought, the most exciting of the races because at the final, the finish for the men, the short shoot wasn't... No one who had the short shoot was kind of in a running for the podium, so we actually got to see a fair and square sprint finish between Johnny Brownlee and Alex Yee, and if you guys didn't watch it, I would go just check out those 10 seconds because it was really good, and I think it kind of demonstrated that the short shoot needs to die because it just robs robs us of those moments. Patty Aches? Yeah, I mean, I think... Patty Aches? Vincent Louis, not quite at his form. Katie Zafiras, you can say the same. Just kind of like we keep saying, this post-Olympic low is hitting some people differently than others i think but yeah n- not in malibu though unless it's duffy of course when she comes in on turbo form but... what about lucy charles well yeah quite i mean but duffy's about i mean if duffy doesn't do learmoth learmoth is about to make 200 grand in a month basically which is a decent month for a triathlete. And she's looked unbeatable, you know, absolutely unbeatable. 
Lucy can hang with her in the swim, which makes it interesting. Um, so Lucy's probably my favourite. I don't know how fit Duffy is. I'm not sure how much Chelsea will give us on how fit Duffy is. Um, she seems to have quite enjoyed her time off and good for her. I mean, why not? Yeah, I think Flora comes in with the... Flora comes in with the advantage of not having done three of these in a row and not flown in from Europe. So I think, I don't think she can swim with Jess personally, but um, yeah, I, I hope that putting two different people who haven't been in there for the past three weeks, those two people being Lucy and Flora, that it will certainly, I don't know, maybe challenge Jess a little bit, but I don't know if she's going to get beat because she seems to have it figured out. Yeah, she's certainly cashing in this month, isn't she? Incredible performances. I've been banned from saying it. <laughs> I mean, the, the social media abuse I've got from trying to do European names, I literally am not allowed to say it. Pay DA, I don't know. Pay DA. You're normally up in the this. In the south of France, <laughs> Pay DA, 70.3 happened this last weekend. Uh, Arthur Horseshoe got... First place with a 355. Imogen Simmons won the females race at, with a 422. Uh, things worth mentioning, I would say um, Maurice Clavel, he got third place. Uh, he had a little bit of trouble, I believe, race morning or the day before the race before racking his bike that they outlawed, I guess, dish, deep dish wheels at this course, I'm assuming due to the wind and it being dangerous. So got third place off of a uh, training wheel on his rear yeah i i i don't know how you feel in general about banning disc wheels at, at random i i don't think races can do it you know someone travels to a race with a disc wheel and they want to race with a disc wheel it's their decision I, I i don't know why we ban disc wheels in kona personally it's just a legacy rule it doesn't make any sense to me it's the rear wheel you know if you're gonna ban anything you ban an 80 mil front you don't ban the disc on the back you know, you can, ride, you can ride a disc on the back in horrendous wins, but an 80 mil front is going to... I mean, Pat's a cyclist here. Yeah. What would you yeah, ride I think, Pat? Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, I, you never have any problems with the disc. Uh, I think what we also have to look at, too, is, like, there isn't really a track record, right, of uh, people having terrible crashes and, and causing right. undue harm to others because they chose to race a deep dish front or a rear disc. So... Um, yeah, clearly overblown. We're we're ready for for the time for for Kona to allow discs, and the easy way to do it would be to do it for the elite first. Let them know, let them see how it goes for a year or two, and then open it up to age groupers, right? And 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 I think I don't see any issues with that. So the the wheels are are much more stable and much better than when this role was made, you know, thirty years ago. So and if yeah, I mean, if you look at the the surface area addition, so let's say you take. When discs were first banned in Kona, and then you look at what the new, you know, Cervelo PX or whatever it is, the additional surface area on the frame volume is way more than the disc adds to an 80 mil anyway. Yeah, it's, and we all kind of and we also, yeah, and we also have to remember, and I don't want to go too off off topic on this, but let's remember what kind of equipment they were using in Kona uh, all those 30 years ago. They were running on, you know, what could have been 19 mil or 21 mil tires on a very um, basic rear disc that had no shape to it and and was actually a sale so yeah uh, the the bike the, the equipment has changed so much and and it can handle uh quite a bit so um you know if you're any Haug, do you ride a disc maybe not but but for most of the people it's but if it's, you're it's cat matches you probably do ride a disc you know 
yeah so i mean that's that's the that's the chance so um yeah i mean interesting this kind of stuff happens uh but yeah all right we'll roll right on we, we may pay we may pay the air interesting so let's let's move on to something yeah. else <laughs> before we butcher the name one more time let's move on uh, <laughs> that's right that's right iron man austria uh men's race dennis rivero won his first iron man since 2014 at western australia a blazing wow. 235 run to chase down rasmus Finningson uh in the closing wow. 3k of the race third place was arnold gillo the women's race, uh, Laura Phillip had another dominant performance, um, remaining unbeaten for this year, running a 244-48 wire-to-wire victory by over 45 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes? Yes. Uh, don't forget it was the same weekend yes. as the 70.3 World Champs. Exactly. It's... 45 minutes. Yeah, That's another I, race. I'm a diehard fan of women's triathlon and... It took me to a third place before I'd never heard of anyone in that race. So, and it's not an insult to them. It's just she's racing people that are not in her caliber. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But probably in the current era, the largest uh, margin of victory oh, at an Ironman. And she has to be, yeah, probably. And she's the athlete that, um, yeah, since Daniel arrived. I mean, Daniel has done that. Yeah, yeah has done that. Yep. Laura must be the athlete. Like we talked about, Alex Yee was the one that benefited most from the Olympics being delayed, potentially. Laura's got to be the most gutted. Kona's been delayed because yeah. she is yeah. smoking well, hot right now. Yeah, she certainly had some time to hone her craft, though, and, and get a system in place for Kona, um, which I guess we'll probably get to in hot takes. So, yeah, let's – should we – did we cover oh, all this, no. Kyle? Did I didn't oh, skip no. anything, did I? I don't think so. We're at WTS Hamburg now. All right, beautiful. Oh, the biggest race of the year, Chelsea. Go on. Wow, yeah. You know what I did during last year's WTS Hamburg? I did a live commentary on Instagram Live of it. And I was way more excited last year than this year. Anyways, I did go and watch it after the fact this year. I couldn't watch anything live on Saturday because, as you know, I was at the duel in the desert. But just so we're not uninformed... Uh, WTS, WTCS Hamburg kind of looked like World Cups, both for the men and the women. So the people who won those are actually now the world leaders for the 2022 series, which is very bizarre. Tim Helwig, who is the winner? Anyone heard of him? German? Probably not. No. Nope. World leader. Laura Lindemann is the world leader. A little more familiar of her name. She always races well in Hamburg and finally got her win. And the German mixed team relay won. So that was a triple German sweep in Germany. Wow. wow. Pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, it was... I think. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think the biggest thing that we're going to see. I think we're going to see some. And I don't know that it's not going to be a deciding factor for the winner of the WTCS series in 2022. But I think this race will haunt some people for missing it. Um, as as it well, did the Americans not qualifying etc. Like you have yes. to get on the pony early. Yeah. So so what we what we are going to see, I believe, and what we don't know yet is the the current W the 2022 current WTCS schedule and how many races are going to be on it in 2022. So I I think what we're going to end up seeing is now that Bermuda and who knows what's going to happen with Abu Dhabi. Obviously, there would have been a much, much different uh, field that this race had 
uh, everyone known that Bermuda was going to get canceled. So I, I think somebody that wasn't there, this not being there is going to haunt them later in the, later in the year. Can I offer some advice if anyone from World Triathlon is listening? You guys should probably take this out of the 2022 series because it's just, I mean, not no, no disrespect to anyone who raced, but it is not, it's so far out. And now that Bermuda is canceled, I don't know if we specifically said that, but Bermuda is canceled, which was supposed to be in October. Abu Dhabi is slated for November, but who knows whether or not that goes forward. But I don't know. In my opinion, it just makes sense to start the series in 2022 when there will be a full series. Chelsea, you just absolutely can't now. It's after the fact. Like, they've gone their race, they've earned the point. The genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, 100%. Once you've gone and you can't take the points off someone. And I agree, Chelsea, I agree with you, but the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, 100%. It should never have been in the first place. Okay, well, press on 2022. This Hamburg will set the stage <laughs> what if they for just, they would have, say, wait, 13 wait, 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 months wait. from now. We can play scenario world. What if they find another race instead of using Bermuda? Like, say, St. George, They're where there's going to be right? a World Cup no. already. It, 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 the, only, the only thing that they could do if they're going to try and salvage a season for 22, and I don't know what it actually looks like and what's on the calendar or what's been bid for. I mean, the reality is, guys, is they are they're, they're a solid month behind when they normally announce the, the season already. You know, I go back to them looking at – they need to look at events like Sarasota – in a state that's going to allow racing and say in, in Florida and go like, what do we do to get two back-to-back weekends of WTCS racing down in Florida in March to try and make, to make up for this? I mean, yeah. These quarantine suggesting. races are brutal. If yeah. it's a whole series of those, it's like, poof. it's just going to be terrible. So they, they, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta get creative now. I did go watch. go down where Pat and Talbot are from. Yep. Where uh, Carl and Talbot oh, are from. Come to That's Oklahoma. Right. That's right. You w- can yeah, do some whatever you want in Oklahoma. I can promise you that. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want, all year round. Don't worry about it. COVID That's doesn't right. matter. Let's get on with the race. Can Let's I say on one more it. thing? Something that looked similar to Oklahoma. I did watch Hamburg, and there was a lot of spectators, and there were not many masks. So, I don't know. Europe? No, that's Europe it didn't look moment. anything like San Francisco. That. No, honestly, mate, a lot of Europe. Yeah, it's like been that. It's no been need... that way. Yeah, it's been that way in all the bike races as well. Yeah, you don't need to wear masks in bars and restaurants and a lot of places right now. It's kind of, yeah. There's no outdoor mask rules. And to the Americans that don't realize this, yeah, there's a lot of freedom right now because the you know the vaccines are eighty percent population, ninety percent population in a lot of these countries. So, yeah, no, the freedoms here are great. That's why the World Championships are happening, cycling, etc. That's a problem. Is we're at back. like sixty or seventy percent vaccination rate in the u.s yeah so not over but here in were... san francisco kyle we are like 80 oklahoma's like 40 or 50 so i want to make so many jokes Carl, so it's, it's, i don't it's want just... to alienate our listeners <laughs> yeah. about politics so can we move on possibly yeah we can move on let's get we gotta go to we the gotta big get one the, the big show all right yeah. 70.3 world championship happened over the last weekend pop quiz could you guys tell me the other two males that won back-to-back 70.3 world titles Gomez. Jan Frodeno. Nope, nope. Michael Rayler, 2009-2010, and Sebastian Keenley, 2012-2013. So Gustav joins oh, only Keenley two other shout, yeah. two other uh, champions to go back-to-back. So 
Uh, now that the cat's out of the bag, Gustav Eden crushed it with a 111 uncontested run. Um, Sam Long, second place. Good bike, but a more impressive run, uh, if you ask me. And then Daniel Backegaard just missed out um, getting third place. Also, the women, uh, first world title for Lucy Charles Barclay, going wire to wire, fastest in all the disciplines. Um, you really can't take anything away from her race other than it was just incredible. Uh, put on put on a clinic. Second place, Jeannie Metzler, traveling alone. Uh, I would say race, race of the season for her, chasing down Taylor Nib in the closing, what was that, mile of the race. Um, yeah. And Taylor Nib holding on. They are training partners, so they've obviously been trained together, raced together, things like that. Uh, things worth mentioning, I think performance of the day probably has to go to Eric Lagerstrom. Um, I'm not going to shy away from saying that I was one of the people that was probably a pretty big critic of his um, early on in the season when he was like, going to do these Xterra races, going to do this and that. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And so... Uh, hats off to Eric for coming away with seventh place. Also, a uh, friend of the show, Cat Matthews, I'd say, was impressive performance um, coming away with fourth. Mark, if I told yeah. you in January that Cat was going to get fourth place at 70.3 Worlds, what would you have said? Yeah, no, Carl, I didn't think Eric Langstrom would go anywhere near as well as he did. Um, no, I'm joking. Cat, uh, fourth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, incredible. Uh, really, really proud. You know, she turned pro less than two years ago at the age of 28 and banged in fourth with the world champs. Um, and she chose to race it, you know, a week after the Collins Cup, having not ran all for a long, long time. So, yeah, I'm just deeply, deeply proud. It's the first race of hers that I've not been to. Um, and she has to do something special, didn't she? Yeah. Selfish, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, no, she, it was solid. Yeah. But I would say, still say, I've got to admit, uh, Eric Lammstrom, I'm really pleased for because I honestly thought he was becoming just a YouTube sensation. But performance of the day for me was Lucy Charles. Yeah. Um, I, it was ridiculously impressive. But I loved, we, we shouldn't forget about what um, Gustav said on the show he did with Talbot, the traitor. That actually, the only two people that had good races that day, really genuinely good races, were Gustav and Lucy. Yeah. You know, Kat's actual physical performances, times, heart rates, powers, were nothing actually particularly special this year. And she beat, you know, she beat Holly Lawrence, she beat Emma Pallant, she beat all these people. Because actually they, there was a lot of underperforming at this year's Ironman <laughs> 70.3 World Champs, which isn't, you know, it sounds really harsh, but that's basically what Gustav, etc., alluded to last week. And I think that becomes because where it was in the season, like, it was... Straight up to Collins Cup, it was postponed Kona. It was, it's awkward. It's COVID. It's all sorts of loads of factors, and only a couple of people really pulled out good performances, and that was Gustav and Lucy. I agree, one hundred percent. And and you said you said the name Talbot Cox, and then turns out he uh, has joined us. So Talbot, I am a, I have officially arrived. <laughs> we 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 just started chatting about seventy point three worlds. Yeah, I, 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 could, I couldn't agree more with Mark, though. I mean, it's, we, we had this discussion, uh, I had this discussion with Lionel once about Tim O'Donnell's performance in Kona, which I'm not discrediting it at all, but it's like when Jan won by eight minutes in Kona in 2019 and shattered the course record, like, 
was the second place, third place, fourth place, or were those finishes like even that impressive? And like to think that I think he, Jan won by eight minutes in 2019. To see that Lucy did that at a half distance is astronomical. I mean, I don't see anyone. Mark could Mark back probably correct me. I don't think anyone in the long course realm could even have touched her performance on that day. Well, Pat, you were going to disagree with me about the. Uh, I, look, so I'll get to Talbot's first. I think Lucy was, uh, you know, we look at these big one-day races and say who did what they were capable of, who went yeah. better than they were capable of, who went worse. Lucy went, L- Lucy, it was clear that she went better than she was capable, and she was on an amazing day uh, and made everybody, you know, I mean, she was, a, she was just in a different race than everybody else. So she exceeded, uh, I think, all of our expectations. And I don't think that if we would have said on Wednesday when we recorded, Lucy's going to come off with whatever the t- – she had five minutes off the bike, didn't she? Yeah. It was, yeah. Months, yeah. So. We, we would have never, never thought that. So fantastic performance by her. Uh, the only other person I wanted to throw in that I thought really stepped up that we kind of bagged out as, as a non-contender was I think we all thought Sam Long was going to be out of the race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. And, he, and we talked about this before, didn't we? Um, Pat, I challenged you. You said he should focus 70.3. I said he doesn't feature in that race. And yeah. I think I even convinced you. And yeah, you... <laughs> then, and then, we, then I was wrong, and I convinced you wrong. I mean, his swim was excellent. He, yeah. he said it's about what he expected, but his swim was excellent. Yeah. So... And, and, and also, too, and, and I know we recorded the podcast a bit earlier in the week, but as the week kind of unfolded... I'm not in any way discrediting Sam. His performance was phenomenal. But if you saw how many of the guys were racing um, and also chatting with Christian after the race, if you listened to the podcast before, they were swimming really slow. Yeah. And I think the, the, the way that the start list was, they, 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 I don't even think that front pack, and this is what Gustav and Christian uh, and me were talking about, like Ben and them should have been racing Sam, like, like Ben Canute, Daniel Backgard and all them. They should have been racing Sam from the gun. They should have been going hard in that swim. Christian said that was one of the easiest swim races he's done in his career. He said that he was like literally just like slowly swimming. But I wonder though, I listened to that and I just thought, you know, Christian has to race the fastest swimmers in triathlon over 1,500 meters. And then he has to race some very good swimmers that put very, relatively little focus into their swimming over 1,900 metres. Like, it was always going to be an easy swim for him. It's the reason Yang cruises every swim he does. He, you know, he would hang on for dear life in some of the 1,500s. He, he'd still hold the front pack, of course he would. But, but, but Sam Appleton, five-minute lead in Boulder, and then it's 2.30, 2.20 at World Championship. Those guys should, if, if they wanted to, I think that Daniel Backengard, Sam Appleton, Ben Knut, all, all that front swim pack, they should have talked and they should have worked together and said, we need to drop Gustav as much as we can, and, they were and we never, need to drop they were Sam really as much as we can. But the problem is they were never dropped. Well, yeah, 100%, yeah. But they, they should have went from the gun if they wanted to try to split up the race. But, yeah, I mean, the race happened and unfolded. So what I guess what can be learned from seventy point three this year if you did it going into now thinking about it training next year for another world championship, what will be the major takeaways for those that raced it? Same course, exact same course, correct? I'm assuming. Yeah. I would assume. I don't think we know though. I um. But I would assume it is. Should we pick Taylor our winners Nip. for next year? Well, Taylor Nip needs a time trial bike. 
and she needs to not put 12 gels Poor on the tube. I mean, I've never, I, I, I see age groupers do that in transition and I, I tag a mate and be like, fucking hell, look at this. Excuse me, I've sworn again. Carl, you've got to beat it out yet again. Beep. You're oh. good. I'm in a podcast studio today, so. Yeah. Um, like, it, I, I, I know she's not. So please, Where else is she going to put the gels? In a bottle. Come on. Like, ask any long distance athlete. You, you, she doesn't need more than 750 mils on course because you can pick them up on an Ironman course. So she has... 500, even if she wants to use frame bottles, Chelsea, she's 500ml gel bottle, 750ml water bottle. But really, she chucks a bottle between her bars, she puts an aero bottle in her frame, and she's 10 watts better off. Like, it, it, to me, anyone else other than her, I would say arrogance. Because it's, it's such basics to not look into that I genuinely believe she'd be second if she put 40, you know, an hour with a decent bike tech guy in, she'd be second. I know you don't want to say it. She, but help me. I, I, I mean, no. I mean, these are no. I mean, these are uh, hard facts. These, these, these are these are we, we'll call them uh, hard facts and and low hanging fruit is what what it probably. Can would we talk? I know, Can yeah, we talk sorry, about why she wasn't on a time trial bike? She doesn't have one. Right. Yeah. But the reason why she doesn't have one. No, because she's she's not sponsored. Correct. Yeah. But uh, we get that. But like. Cat raced her first Ironman World Champs on a time trial bike. She wasn't sponsored. You know what? We bought one. Like, yeah. it, I'm, and all I want is the best people in the world to have the best results possible. Because I'm actually a massive Taylor Nib fan. I think she's really, really exciting for the sport. I do think her bike performance here was more realistic than her bike performance in uh, the Collins Cup. I do think some of those rumours about assistance in the Collins Cup, a very small mic it was, but there's no way... Taylor Nib is riding five minutes into these girls in one race and riding, you know, Cat outrode her in this race and she lost five minutes in the other. This is a hilly course, so it would suit the road bike more. You're talking Taylor Nib must have ridden 50 watts lower than she rode in Collins Cup. I, I find that hard to understand a little bit. And she's a, she, I think she wins the Ironman. I think she wins 70.3 Worlds next year, Taylor Nib. I think she probably wins Kona in three years. I think she's, <laughs> I, I really think she's... It's a big... Yeah, I don't think that's that bold either, though, is it? I think it's almost like I think it's almost a gimme in some ways. We're gonna have to put an earmark in this podcast episode so we can pull it back out <laughs> I of our think hat. She's a, I think it's a, I think it's actually a really unbrave statement to make to say Taylor Nib probably wins Kerner at some point. Like the girl's great. I did I did record her before the race, and I said, Taylor, potentially this is your last seventy point three or long distance race between now and Paris. And she looked at me and did her little laugh. I was like, oh, I sure hope not. I mean, I enjoy this a lot more. So. <laughs> She's great. So uh, I, I, think, I think we'll see more of her. But I do feel like there's a lot of athletes that sat out this weekend and are probably scratching their heads saying, why did I not race this weekend? So Talbot, how uh, is Lionel? And so I... Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> he, he, he's, uh, I'll just refrain from what he said, but, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of athletes like Alistair, Javier, Jan, hey, I Alistair, don't Steven, be like that. someone like Flora, all no, that. Alistair. I, I, I know I'm, they, they all have their distance. No. They all have their different. Uh, Alistair was busy winning the British gravel racing championships. The first one ever. Uh, well, so definitely. Priorities, mate. I think Alistair might have the course record in St. George on the older course. Like he's 
He goes good on that course. So he goes good. But there's uh, what I'm saying is there's you a lot of one name Talbot. That you left felt... out one name, Nicola Spirig. Yeah, Nicola Spirig. No one was beating Lucy Charles this weekend. If people missed out, they missed out in the men's field. Lucy was pretty unstoppable. I did hear a rumor that they're possibly setting up for maybe an NBC special broadcast, 45-minute show, potentially, maybe, hypothetically. So uh, if you did miss a race. Oh, they're, 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 just, they're just doing a documentary on the race, just like they do for the Kona race. They're doing that for NBC for 70.3 World Championship. I know because I was a part of the cast. <laughs> I'm are you gonna be? Are you gonna be? Uh, get post credit. Yes, my mom will see my name on the black screen at the end. But let's move on to other more important stuff. All right, we're back to uh, races happening this weekend. Uh, this weekend's big one: Super League Malibu, uh, adding some new faces: Flora Duffy, Lucy Charles Barclay, as well as Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden. Uh, it is the eliminator format, so they'll go through and slowly trickle down to ten athletes. Um, do you guys think that Lucy, well, we kind of already talked about this. Can Flora or Lucy Charles Barclay take off, take on Jess Learmont and break her streak of winning Super League races? Well, I lost the, the queen, Chelsea. What do you think? I mean, we already kind of talked about this a little bit before yeah. Talbot decided to join us. I don't Chelsea's know. Too, Chelsea's too conflicted here. She's got too many friends that we're talking yeah, about here. We're never gonna, yeah, we have to we're talk never about gonna get a true, We're it. never going to get a true opinion from Chelsea on this one. Can I remind you guys I'm going? I'm, I'm s- really excited. I'm going to say Lucy is going to win. I'll be really? bold enough to say it. And if nah, no one else wants to say I'm it, I'm going to say it. Nah, Jess Lermoth continues to win. I think that Lucy is an incredible athlete, but I do not, still don't think Lucy has the the short run speed for this event. How are her? How, you think she's been doing much transition practice? Does she realize there's about nine transitions to do? Yeah, probably not. I think that her her goal. I mean, this is a celebrity race for her at this point. She already won a world title this weekend, so I think you'd be surprised. Because she's looking ahead to Paris. I think she was probably a little bit embarrassed after Leeds because she's a great athlete and missing out on basics like that probably chafed her a little bit. I, I think you'd be surprised by her transitions. I would. I do know that she is on the wait list for Abu Dhabi WTS and she's she's trying to get in. Okay, what about Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden? How will they play in the race dynamics? Yay or nay? Oh, they're going to smash Gustav's it. Gustav's yeah, not going to be it. in it. No, Gustav, Gustav will not be in it at no. all. But Christian will be he'll he'll be hungry and ready and mad from seventy point three. I worlds, think Christian's but... gonna blow this race away. I don't think he wins it. I think he wins it. I don't think you you do think he does, Mark, or no, don't? I don't think so. You staying with uh, uh, your boy Alex I... E? Yeah, I'm only literally only saying that, so I'm the only one that says that. So when it might happen, I seem wise. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's it, we, Mark. We've spoke about this before. I mean, you to do well in these in this format, you've got to be a dynamite front pack swimmer, and and you know that's not that's not Christian's not. an amazing. He's Olympic champion, but he's not a dynamite front pack swimmer. But neither is Alex Yeah, but he's come wild. out of the water. I think I think if we I think if we went and pulled who came out of the water in front more, Alex E or Christian Blumenfeld, I think we'd see Yi up big time. Disagree. Hold on, let's let's all all DM be, our tri stats. 
Well, I think Blumenfeld beats Yee out of the water in. All right, so Kyle, you're gonna do a you're gonna do a late night stats report on that. Yeah, we'll do some research. I'll I'll DM our try stats Instagram page that we've got. This format of racing takes focus. Like it takes some to be really really good at it. You need to do some really high end training. I do think that's true. I think you can convert from Olympic distance to full or to half much easier. Like, it doesn't take a lot of training, but it takes a little bit of focus. And Blumenfeld, I think, was all in for 70.3 Worlds. I'm, I don't know. He's, he's hard to undermine, but I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to think that maybe he, he might not have to snap, but we'll see. I, I, I had a chat with Blumenfeld. He's not only all in on 70.3 Worlds, but... He's all in on Iron Man. Every every bit of his training is leading towards one thing to sub seven. Uh, I know that a lot of people. No, no, I'm I'm not even joking around. He everything he's doing right now is leading towards Kona and sub seven. I asked him that um, if he was going to go to like the World Championship uh, or or go race Abu Dhabi, and he said no. Next year's complete 100 percent focus is. Iron Man World Championship in sub seven. Uh, I also think I did listen to your interview, and I think we're disrespecting him by not referring to him as Olympic champion and world champion twenty twenty one. So it's not just Blumenfeld; it's champion Sir Christian that Blumenfeld, world champion, Olympic, Olympic champion, champion, world champion twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Seventy point three. Augusta. So how's he doing? The what? Nothing. Move on. <laughs> 70.3 Augusta. Kyle? Um, we have George Goodwin racing as well as Sam Appleton, Timbo Reed, and Jason West for the men. For the women, uh, Sika Hendry, Jeannie Metzler, Miranda Carfrey, Talbot's favorite person, Tamara Jewett, Alyssa Duella, Ellie Salthouse. Um, how rocked wow. some of these people are going to be from 70.3 Worlds will tell the tale of how they're going to race I mean, the, the, both those races have a good race in them. George Goodwin versus, because he needs to come back right now, versus Sam Apo versus Tim oh. Reed. Like, that's a good race. Whatever. Like, if this was earlier in the year. That is a good we, race. Say, I, I will say yeah. that outside of Daniela Reef, that was probably the biggest disappointment yeah. in 70.3 Worlds. Goodwin could have been on the podium. He he was in, had the great swim. Oh, he had a crap. And went no, backwards. No, sorry, he, had, he, had a ter- he went backwards from the swim, mate. He was a minute down on, oh, he was really? a minute down on Sam Long up the swim. Yeah, he, he had a he had a bad day all round. Yeah. And then the women's race, Jeannie yeah. Metzler versus Ellie Salterhouse. Like, that's another decent race to see. So, yeah, Augusta could be fun. Is yeah. this Augusta, Georgia? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Chelsea, the winner of this race gets to go play on the golf course there. No kidding. Really? No, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> here it is. Here but that it is. would Another be so cool. News myth could... That's going to become a reality. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I told you I got confirmed on that myth, by the way. So when they switched from the point system to the award by place system, they did write into the rules the Olympic champion got a slot, but they reviewed it and pulled it out. So that's why loads of people had seen it in the rules, including myself. Wow. Go on. I know the story on how it happened. Oh, go on. So after the race, they all have the same manager. Their manager, they won. I, I couldn't get a confirmation if they heard it on our podcast but or not. But after they won the race, 
that he, Christian and Gustav had already planned to do it. So they reached out to Ironman and said, we won the gold medal. Can Christian go ahead and get a wild card slot to Kona? And they said, more than likely, Flora won't take it, but we want to take it. Would you guys review this? And Ironman, I think Paula or whoever was like, let me review this with the board and we'll get back with you. So they brought it up in their board meeting and then they confirmed it and then he was able to skip out on Frankfurt. So that's what's happened. That's what happened. He wow. can send me a thank you. His card manager reached wants. out to them. Exclusive. Yeah. Jeez. So Christian, the Olympic gold medalist and world champion, reached out to them. Goes go, goes to get, it goes to show you, you don't get what you you don't get what you get. You get what you negotiate. That's a Talbot Cox Boom. special quote. So always ask oh, for more. Gosh. Always ask for more. All right, let's dive into. Ironman Chattanooga this weekend. We have the defending champion, hot off a runner-up at 70.3 World Championship, Sam Long, coming to de- to defend his title against, uh, I would say, a, a pretty impressive field. Probably uh, outside of Tulsa, one of the most impressive Ironman fields in the uh, North American region. You have Lionel Sanders, uh, Joe Skipper, and also a massive return to racing since 2019, uh, Ironman Florida. Ben Hoffman is uh, back to another Ironman again, so that will be really cool to watch. And you also have Cody Beals racing, so that will be a very, very exciting um, race. Sam won here. Uh, he's the one to beat. We'll see if Lionel can uh, officially put the stamp on that he has got Ironman figured out, but Joe Skipper... Uh, I know Mark's definitely not going to bet against him because every time he does, he proves him wrong. Nah, he's uh, raced too many got, times. Yeah. Year. No, there's no way Joe does well now. <laughs> oh, there's no way. I'm not having it. It's not possible. Joe piles in hard. Um, he probably doesn't make it out the swim, to be honest. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then in the women's field, you have Carrie Lester, Sky, and Nikki Bartlett. So... The women's field is definitely not as deep. Uh, Sky the, Monge. the race between Sky Monge them wins three that. will. Yeah. Sky Monge wins that. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Sky has been running very, very hot. I don't see anyone beating Sky. No. So. Lindsay no Corbin She's... was on the start list. Is she racing, not racing? Do you know? She's not racing. Neither is Heather Jackson. Heather Jackson's on stress as well. She's not racing. Talbot, can you kind of give us, so. can you give us the landscape and, under, and, and explain to us, like, I don't want to call this race high stakes, but there is massive opportunity um, if you do if for on the men's side if you come across first or second with the two Kona slots available. So can you give us some insight into what yeah. that means? For sure, I think that that's what the uh, majority of these guys are going for. This is one of the first races uh, with Kona slots on the line. So uh, from what we're hearing is if February goes on. Uh, if you got this Kona slot here, then you will already be qualified for the October World Championship. If they cancel February, you'll be qualified for two years' worth of Kona slots. So Sam's the defending champion. Of course, he's going to come back. But I would assume, oh, that is 100% what Lionel's going for, is another Kona slot to punch the ticket early so he can completely be focused on Kona and 70.3 Worlds next year. Joe Skipper, I mean, he just loves to come to America, whether he gets on the podium or not, or whether he gets disqualified from the race for some random reason, because he doesn't have a good showing with the officials over in America. I would say that's probably what a majority of these athletes... um, 
and are doing. And go to mention also too, back to seventy point three world championship. Lucy did punch her ticket as well to Kona. All she needs to do is validate. So hey, Talbot. He didn't stop talking. He didn't stop talking. He's he's done broadcaster training. He knows if the camera cuts, the red light goes. You just keep talking. Don't worry about it. Talbot, what do you, what can you tell us about the course here? What do we know about the course in Chattanooga? Well, the temperature is usually around 80 degrees, but it is humid as hell. It's like down in the south. So this is definitely a hot, hot, hot race. Uh, I mean, it's rolling hills. Uh, a lot of people probably remember this from 70.3 World Championship there. But the run course, the day starts off pretty cool on the bike, and then it really, really starts to heat up. So... This will be uh, the ultimate test for uh, a hot, hot day, especially for someone who's not good in the heat and has proven he's not good in the heat, like Lionel. All right. Well, we got so, that, and that race we'll be able to watch on TV. We'll be able to see on Facebook and yeah, all that stuff. It definitely will not be as entertaining as Super League this weekend, but it will be on Ironman Live Facebook. And then we have 70.3 Cosmel, don't we? With the big names leading this out are Andre Salzberg, Rudy Wild, and Leslie Smith. Do we think Holly Lawrence is not racing now? I think that after 70.3 Worlds, when we had a chat with her, she said that she was hanging up the towel for the year. Yeah. Uh, just needed a break. Maybe she would refocus on uh, something like Daytona or Oceanside. Uh, but she definitely needed a break. So Yeah. Makes sense. She said she wasn't going to make the trip over. She, she's a incredibly high-caliber athlete that's been performing just a little bit below the standard you'd expect of her for a few months now. So it makes sense to see her do a reset. Yeah. But then again, that is 24 hours off of a rough performance. Usually people would make very rational decisions and then go home and think about it. So maybe she'll go toe the start line. That's just what, what she had said, that she was not going to show up and race. So. Should we get into hot takes? Let's do it. Hot take was Bermuda was canceled. We kind of already did all this, didn't we? Uh, so Bermuda was canceled uh, yesterday, and our debate is should they cancel Abu Dhabi and not count Hamburg and just start the 2022 season in 2022? You guys already shut me down really fast on that. Another sad thing for Bermuda being canceled is it also is the cancellation of Junior World Championships. So they didn't get their worlds in Edmonton like everyone else. So mm. it's kind of a bummer for all those guys 19 and below who we're looking forward to. Most of them are last opportunity to race a Junior yeah, World. Sure. Yeah, so. that's a really good point. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's also a cancellation of one of the largest freaking parties the island's ever had, bringing that gold medal home. I think she's still going. Yeah. She is still going to go in. Flora Duffy Day isn't canceled, just one. the race. They need to just She's do... Basically. There's going to be She's a World Cup. There's going to be a World Cup in St. George. They should just say, okay, we're going to make this a WTCS race now, and it'll be in St. George, Utah, October 30th. There's going to be a World There's going to be a World Cup in St. George? No, it's a Patco Champs, so it's a high okay. points Conti Cup. Kyle, you're, you're, you are far too confident in World Triathlon's ability to be flexible. You keep suggesting they can move on a weekend, or they'll just move it here. You also forget. You also forget that Saint George has to put up all that money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
I heard there's a WTS race next year in Oklahoma, but I won't say anymore. What? You must have boots on the ground. I'm just kidding. Oh, honestly, let's ignore him. Honestly, <laughs> ignore I... him. Hopefully, he cuts out again. Um, we probably want to wait and do who's your athlete of the year and favorite race of the year until the end of the I'm year. I'm not right? ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna do a year. It's like our New Year's Eve yeah, yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. do. Yeah. I, I will. I Christmas will say party. one of my most one one thing I was excited about seventy point three worlds is Jeannie Metzler who struggled. Yes with uh mental battles all year long and um i just want to tip my hat to her she put together an incredible race and not only that i know that she really loves justin being into races and she from what i heard said that she wanted to do this by herself um and she thought that she was strong enough had enough willpower and all that to do this by herself and so i tip my hat to her i mean she can accomplish anything she sets her mind to yeah, so i Hats off to Jeannie Metzler at 70.3 so Worlds. Incredible performance. So glad you said that. What a result for her. I also want to add to that women's field. Is people, I see it online all the time, perceive Daniel arrived to be a robot. You know, this person that we just you know expect to perform with no personality, that sort of stuff. Apparently when Kat ran past her, Daniela Rife was cheering her on out loud, vocally cheering her on, like amazing race, push on, good work girl. And you just don't see that sort of side of Daniela on social media. So it's, and every time Kat meets her, she couldn't be nicer and more lovely. And the women's field, I think, from that 70.3, Ginny Metz, that amazing. But I think they just showed this sportsmanship they've got that I really believe is better than the men's field. And it's, it's really admirable. And to, to add on to that at the finish line, I know a lot of people didn't see this because they weren't covering when Daniela finished. She came across that finish line, walked right past Andrew Messick, Mike Riley, and I thought that she was like mad or upset and walked straight to Lucy and said, shook her hand and gave her a hug and said, no one deserves this more than you. Wow. So hats off to, I mean, that right there is a true champion. Some people get mad, they storm off, they're like, oh, so they have excuses. I mean, heart of a true champion right there, Daniela Reef. Yeah, amazing. Um, any Kona rumors do we need to talk about? There was a lot well, of there was a lot well, of bombs. No, but I think the only the only thing I want to talk about, Mark, is you know what I heard is you know that they're talking about turning it into St. George, and is this is this Iron Man posturing with the island of Hawaii to kind of get an answer out of them and say are there are we doing this in February or aren't we? I think that's I what know. I told Talbot. Is I think that Hawaii, I think that Iron Man's trying to flex. No, I think Iron Man's I would under, disagree. I think Iron Man's under pressure. Iron Man's under pressure. Kelly at uh, Triathlete Magazine uh, asked uh, Andrew Messick a question at the pro race briefing and said, is Kona going to happen or not? Like, athletes need to know. And he said, we are at the mercy of the government in Hawaii, but to give everyone an update, we are doing everything possible to host a world championship. And that also includes the possibilities of moving the world championship, whether that's temporary or not, um, no idea. I also heard some rumors. Someone said that at the finish line, they heard Andrew Messick talking to the local mayor about a potential race, a potential world championship in April, whether that's 70.3 70. 70. worlds getting moved to April or Ironman world championship in April in St. George. No idea. I mean, that is all just complete hearsay rumors. Um, but 
that's uh, they did say that they're exploring the option of potentially moving the world championship. Whether, like I said, whether that's somebody, but the, but a problem I see, like what Mark said, to tell an age grouper that qualified for Kona that they need to go to St. George instead of Kona, don't see it happening. I, do. I mean, I, I people say that, but. Yeah, it's because it's not really a sporting world championships. It's a bucket list. You know, they don't actually, most people don't go there to compete. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only, in each age group, there's Agreed. 10 people Agreed. that go to compete. And everyone else is going for the bucket list experience. Yeah. And I've been there as a bucket list experience before you get angry and upset with me, by the way. That's the only reason I went to. Yep. So maybe, maybe Chelsea's theory might be right. We might be doing Kona every four years. Did you pay well, for exclusive rate, rate, uh, rights to break the news on this info? On what when, info? If it's going to be held somewhere else. That's hearsay. Oh. No. That's going to be a pro-try news, news exclusive. No, 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 no. That was, pub that was public news. We even posted on our Instagram. Kelly asked that right, question. Right. I'm just asking, at... can you organize it for when that news does drop? You uh, are yeah. Talbot Cox. I mean, I. I mean, I'm just. I'm. I've been working with Anonymous, and we've been reading all of Andrew's emails. <laughs> so, outside of some other juicy stuff that I'll share with later on in here, I will let everyone Talbot. know the second that we. I'd be surprised if that. you could spell Anonymous, let alone working with Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He'd be like, hey. Um, we're, flirt we're flirting with. Uh, we're flirting uh, with some TRS it. type of content now, so I think it might be so, about time to sign off. Hey, everyone, thanks so much for following. Uh, don't forget again, uh, I, we hope you enjoyed the podcast last week, the explicit content that we had with Gustav Eden and also the Olympic and world champion 2021, Christian Blumenfeld. Uh, don't forget to follow them on Instagram as well as Pro Tri News, and we will see you next week.